Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Uh, today, let's talk about uh, Cosmo's recent article on how to have a satanic abortion. Um, man. <laughs> then let's talk about uh, does God decree murder? Enjoy this uh, abbreviated podcast today as we have technical issues about 30 minutes in. So, Enjoy while it lasts. It's a pretty good one. Uh, check out the Ask a Christian store, support this podcast, uh, sharing the gospel, and engaging in Christian discipleship. You can also check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon, learn how to have civil discussions with people who are not always so civil. Share these links, and until next time, see you later. Well, good morning, Chris. In case you were wondering how uh, you can have a satanic abortion, look no further than the latest edition of Cosmo. So let's see. Cosmopolitan is promoting a satanic abortion ritual, and it's as evil as you'd expect. So, what are the steps to have your uh, baby's satanic abortion? All right, let's see. <clears throat> the TST, the Satanic Temple-run enterprise, prescribes abortion pills at $91 per set. Ooh, that's pretty profitable. Uh, let's see. They do phone support. Uh, let's see. What? Do these Satanists, let's see, what is the actual Satanic abortion ritual? First, women are told to find a quiet space. Then before taking medication, um, gaze at your reflection and focus on your personhood. I should say womanhood, they're sexist. Uh, let's see, hone in on your intent, your responsibility to you. The abortion ritual encourages women <clears throat> to concentrate on themselves and reflect on whatever fearful and selfish justification they might have for ending the life of someone else. The personhood of an unborn child is completely disregarded. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, is your responsibility to others, etc. Let's see. After taking a few breaths, women are told to read this tenet out loud. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. <clears throat> That's imagine how I imagine them saying it. When autonomy is the primary uh, principle to live by, you know, the satanic motto is, uh, what, do as thou wilt. Uh, let's see. Christians reject this. Yes, yes. Is that it? According to Cosmo, immediately after taking the first abortion pill, women will immediately afterward recite belief, uh, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. Uh, they should never take care to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. <clears throat> scientific facts, uh, you know, because those are never wrong or mis, uh, you know misconstrued uh, let's see the most heinous part of the ritual occurs after the pain and cramping and bleeding when the innocent and dependent child has been forced out of the safety of its mother's womb to an early death cosmo writes later once your body expels the aborted tissue return to, <laughs> return to your reflection focus again on your personhood your power in making this decision you hold the power complete the ritual by uh reciting a personal affirmation my by my body my blood by my will it is done and may the ground open and swallow you to hell that will be your eternal home those are my words um good lord remember when cosmo used to just tell you how to like cheat on your boyfriend or something with a bunch of dudes in a locker room um they went a little beyond that what do you think chris you ready to go get your abortion pill and do your womanly affirmations? I mean, it's 2023. Why can't I be pregnant? I mean, you can. I'm not going to be the one to tell you you can't. 
Good Lord. <laughs> I'd rather take Taylor Swift summoning actual demons at her concerts than, than this, probably. I, I don't know. I mean, does Taylor Swift actually summon demons, or is it just, like, ex-boyfriends because she has, like, a hundred? <laughs> Legion, for they are many. <laughs> Dude, I just... So, did I ever tell you about the nightmare that I had? <laughs> Was it all your ex-girlfriends? No, no. So, so, listen to this. So, like... So I had this dream. So there's this there's this uh, lady who works the youth at church. She's super sweet, She's super so nice. Like, um, and uh, and I had this dream that like for some reason I had to drive her to Alaska, which in my dream was only a 15 hour drive, which is 100 percent not true. Um, and I was panicked because she was a she's a Taylor Swift fan, and I was like. Uh, do I have to listen to Taylor Swift for like 15 hours? Like it, it was just like, it was like I woke up from this nightmare and it was like, ah, oh, thank goodness that Alaska is a, not 15 hours away. And B there's no reason for her to go to Alaska and C there's no reason for me to drive her anywhere. So it was, it was great. So I was like, I was very relieved. <laughs> What's up, Sean? I sent you an invite, Sean. Todd, feel free to jump up here, too. Well, I'm glad your Taylor Swift um, nightmare was avoided. My kids used to like uh, that when they were, like, five. Like, that's funny. It's like 40-year-old women like it. My kids, like, liked it and, like, got through it by the time they were, like, five and six. So I, I did hear a fair amount of Taylor Swift. I mean, I would rather listen to... Hebrew Israelite rooms on Clubhouse than Taylor Swift. Right. I know it's a How about Hebrew Israelites who sing Taylor Swift? I mean, do maybe Hebrew is maybe that's like the guilty pleasure in like the in like the Hebrew Israelite camps. It's like their greatest shame is that they're all actually secretly Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> like no, nah, I love you know I love like my gangster rap or whatever it is. It's like no, nah, no, no. It's like they're actually all like super huge Swifties. Like they want all white women to be under their feet, but they'll put themselves under Taylor Swift's feet, and that makes them hate like other white women even more. Yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. What's up, Sean? Can you beat hey. the uh, Cosmo Satanic abortion? Got anything Bible. to beat that? Uh, how about the, the so-called uh, prophecy, uh, not prophecy, theory about when Jesus uh, sacrificed, he had to pay Satan? Not buying it. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, that's called the there ransom theory. There is a theory. theory out there. There is a theory out there. Yeah, that was quite popular in early Christianity. It was called the ransom theory. Promoted by Augustine, of all people. Well, he wrote about it. He didn't really promote it because Augustine definitely believed in substitutionary atonement. So there's dozens of passages where he talks about substitutionary atonement. And, and also in the early church, all three of the models of the atonement were used 
it wasn't that they were like uh, used just one. So like they would say there's substitutionary atonement. Also, they would say there's Christus Victor. Also, they would say there's ransom. So they would say that there's all three in some cases. You know, actually, there's actually seven of them. I'll post the link so you can see. Oh, cool. Yeah. I know. I only know the most popular three, but yeah, if you've got models of the atonement, I would love to see that link. Please, please post it. Speaking of Latin and quasi-Catholic uh, territory, goodness, man, I have not noticed the Mary worship um, to such a level, I guess, until just like recent, like the last year or so. Um, I mean, I guess it's always been that way. It's like, you know, they have a real big thing for Mary, but it's like over the top. Like, you know, we like, I thought people were just joking when I first started hearing like, you know, uh, mother of God, queen of the universe. Like, I mean, they're putting her like Jesus or like uh, above God. Like, I thought it was just funny jokes, like being making straw men of Catholicism. Dude, it's not. <clears throat> I've been seeing like so many people like Catholics, you know, for like Christmas season, like sharing like priests giving sermons and just like talking, uh, you know, off sermon, just like talking, giving like interviews and stuff like that, like saying that very thing. And, and the extrapolation, it's like a baptized level of extrapolation. It's like, Hail Mother, uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, uh, the angel said. Therefore, who do you say hail to? Not normal people. You only say hail for nobility. Therefore, uh, angel says Hail Mary. Jesus says, uh, Mary is nobility by that. Jesus is king. Therefore, Mary is queen, mother of God. Worship Mary of the universe. I'm like, are you kidding me? It is like th th everything they do about Mary is such an extrapolation. It is mind-blowing. Like, mind-blowing. Is there another more powerful term than that? Like, just blown. Poof. I, I, I cannot be reconciled. You may as well think you have to cry for salvation. Am I, am I just new to the party, Chris? I guess it's always been that way. But it's for the longest time, way, I just thought brother. people, I just thought they were joking. Like, I always knew they had a big thing for Mary. I didn't realize it was like that. Like, good Lord. Yeah, I mean, they're pagans. I mean, it's a pagan religion. Like, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. Like, this is <laughs> a just a neo-pagan religion. It's just goddess <laughs> worship. Anytime you can make Mary the co-redemptress when the Bible says anything but one will be so that's 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 that, that's that's a major. So Chris, how's your weekend been? Had to take the day off yesterday. Had some stuff to do. I know. I had to open a room. It was How'd painful. That go? It was fine. It was just all the Calvinists hanging out. Nobody talks to us anymore. <laughs> I don't talk to you. I mean, you talk to me. Is that because I'm a Calvinist, Chris? That is true. You are a closet Calvinist. You're going to come Goodness. out of a Calvinist closet someday. Dude, Hail the minute Chris, I got you to Chris. buy into compatibilism, that was game over. Compatibilism is game over. I didn't buy into it. I bought into it as much as it takes all the ammunition out of everyone's chambers. So, like, my buying into it was to have a peaceful resolution so we could avoid the entire topic. Um So to that end, yes, everyone can get along and 
You're like, oh, so God totally commands people, but if he didn't, it would be exactly the same result? Great. There's no argument here. Let's just move on. Right? Yeah, I know. It makes total sense. <laughs> it doesn't mean I believe it. It means I think it's a good approach to diffusing tensions. <sighs> so, um, Keep it up, Chris. You're going to drive me into the arms of a Catholic. Dude, it was hilarious. There was some there was some room going on. With, do you remember that Stanley dude? He had the parrot icon for a while. Oh, and he was like I, the I completely so. bonkers dude that Michael knows <laughs> that Michael had on his show for some reason. I didn't know that, but I think I remember the parrot guy. Yeah, he was just he's completely bonkers. He's like, no, the hypostatic union's not true because God lives in multiple universes. So it was like the Marvel theory of like the multiverse. It was like, it was pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, bro, are you King the Conqueror right now? Like, who are you? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so they had a room recently, and it was like faithful just like having ha as much of a dialogue as you can have with a mentally ill person. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. It's kind of cruel. Like, I think he's genuinely mentally ill. Like, I really wouldn't talk to him. And he's like, no, 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 he's all right. And I was like, all right. Oh, and then, like one of the guys in there, sticks. Who's he's a he's a he's a worship leader. He's a really good guy. I wish he would come in here, um, but I really like him. And uh, and he's like, let me just stop everybody right here. He's like, I am a charismatic, and just talking to Stanley, I am ready to go ask Chris R about how I can become cessationist <laughs> he's like he's really making his argument for him and chris hasn't said anything all day it was really funny <laughs> we've had three days to drum up new material I did my part. Oh man, there's so much stuff abortions. out there. That the Rosaria Butterfield stuff has been so good, and so over the weekend, like on my drive back from our anniversary trip, we listened to more Rosaria. And um, for the uninitiated, for those who don't know, um, Rosaria Butterfield is a former feminist, um, and a she was a women's studies professor at Syracuse University in New York, fully tenured, um, and a lesbian. And she became a Christian, walked away from all of that, um, and is now a pastor's wife and a homeschool mom um, and had her first uh, grandkid like last year. So she's like 61 years old. Um, she's got a passel of kids. She homeschools them all. She's a big homeschool advocate. Um, but she's also written a bunch of books because she was like one of the main drivers of first and second wave feminism in the 70s and 80s. And so, like, she she was actually pretty famous. She was testifying before the New York legislature on feminist issues, um, all this stuff. And she got radically saved, and now she is a, um, a pastor's wife. And she has this book that just came out called Five Lies um, of Our Evangelical Age. And her premise is that uh, the only place that feminism is still in bloom is not the academy, it's not universities, it's dead in universities. Feminism is being shut out because the transgender movement is coming up and you cannot have transgenderism and feminism in the same environment. They don't, they're, they're direct opposites. 
Those are good points. Uh, <clears throat> welcome back, Daddy. Chris will answer any question you have. Sure. Oh. Okay, but I, I want to say I agree. Uh, but I'm I'm against both feminism and transgenderism. Both of them is bad. But uh, yeah, that's good. It's a good start. Yeah, both is bad. Both is is uh, we should just be for people, you know. Not pro man, pro woman, pro family. Well, we ain't pro family. Yeah, but uh. Uh, but I, I was just listening. I don't have no questions. I wanted to hear somebody else's questions. I, I done asked all the questions of Christians, you know, like I, I'm not going to agree. I'm just entertained at this point by, you know, by the dialogue. So. Sounds good. Well, if you got like anything, the scene in Gladiator where he's like, are you entertained? <clears throat> Pretty metal. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I bounce around from different rooms and I just listen to the to the discourse. You know, uh, I'm I'm obviously you know Muslim. I worship who Jesus worshipped, and that's that's it. You know, Not taking morning guys. <laughs> good morning, sir, Tiffany. Figured it was as good a time as any to jump in. You missed how you can have satanic abortions. Oh, shucks. You'll have to Maybe read the tomorrow. latest edition of Cosmo to uh, find out more. Yeah, Dear Abby's got nothing from, on that. From what I know about uh, Dippity, that ship has sailed. I mean, because she's a woman or because she's not going to have abortions just in any case? I'm not going to have abortions in any case. Um, and there wouldn't be any need to at this point either. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't know why I'm letting yeah. a woman, like, we, we know you're a woman. Um, but, but because you're done having children or because you're not having Exactly. I just retract everything. I should have just slept in this morning. Well, hello, Yvette, Adam, Paula, feel free to join us. The only thing exciting in my life is I ordered a new uh, drum throne. The other one was getting a little worn in, so I needed a new one. So Whoa. I ordered one. Is this just like a seat you play drums on, or is it an actual throne that's like got velvet and it's like gold and stuff like that? That would be cool, but no, it's just a seat you play drums on. But I mean, mine is really cool, though. Like, it's, I mean, it's got like a, it actually has like a crushed felt top. Um, it's a little more, a little more uh, spruced up than the average ones. But, yeah, it's basically just a seat you set on. That would be cool. Have it all pimped out. Like, put some jewels on it. I'm just saying, like, to the casual observer, we don't know what these things mean, so. Hey, Yvette. Good morning. Good morning. I'll just hang for a little bit. and I mean... I'll just hang around until I come up with something. Thank you. Ooh, we could talk about biblical patriarchy. It's my new favorite subject. <laughs> That's what we talked about for like the last week. The three different wills of God and the only one and the only one will of man. And the only what being what? 
and the one will of man. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard man. I didn't I didn't catch the rest of your sentence. I see. We could talk about hang on. Can you hear me now? Yerp. Oh. No? Yeah, we hear you. Oh. Okay. Let me try this. <clears throat> Is this better? Uh-huh. Okay. We could talk about the three wills of God and the one will of man. I'll bite. Chris? If it's not feminism, he didn't care. Darn. Yeah, I'm on the patriarchy train. Come on. Oh, um, fine. I love the patriarchy. I got nothing for that one. So the so God has one will. There are simply aspects of his will. Sorry. Seatbelt thing's going. There are simply aspects of his will. So God's can be shown in terms of its decretive power so that, you know, Jesus says, you know, I will die on the cross. This is, this is the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. This is a demonstration of his decretive will. Um, he has his prescriptive will, like the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt do, thou shalt not do, right? Uh, and then we've got an example of his permissive will, God allowing You cut out, Chris. I know. Oh, man, when did I cut out? Uh, after permissive will, God allowing, and then you went blank. Well, that's all I had. Just got you. Then you got God's permissive will, where he allows evil to happen. Okay, so... That's it. So how you many... Have descriptive, decretive... How many yeah, aspects of man's will do you think there are? Or do you think man just has none? I'm trying uh, to... So that's a good question. I don't know. Let's think. I, I've never been asked that question, so let's think through it, right? So, am I able to decree things? No, nope. I don't think so, right? I mean, I mean, in my I house, can... maybe, but <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, and trust me, I'm just thinking through this with you. So, like, let's see. So, can I decree things? I don't. I mean. Can a king decree things that will absolutely come to pass? Like, I don't know, like a human king, like maybe, I mean, they, they would be the law of the land, but that would be more in the prescriptive idea, right? Because there, you know, the king can decree, you know, you will not, you know, run a sword through your best friend or something, you know, um, and most people have no problem following that decree, but then there's the one then there's always that guy who runs a sword through his throat, right? So, <laughs> you know, so I'm not real sure that humans have the power of decretive will. Now, do humans have the power of prescriptive will? Like, what we ought to do as opposed to what we do? Yeah, sure, I think so. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm asking here. I'm not telling. I'm do we to have the power this. of... Yeah, like, do we have the power of prescriptive will as humans i guess i don't know give me an argument for and against i'm i'm, I'm open 
Well, serendipity led with the one will of man. So why did you think it was the one will of man? Like, where did you well, hear that's that what from? I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to work out is I'm like, describe man as having these different aspects. You cut out. Oh, there you are. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. We don't we don't talk about man having these various aspects of free will. We just say free will. So I'm I'm literally trying to like work this out with him. Like what are the aspects of man's will? If we're breaking oh, down sweet, the aspects I'm of God's will. <laughs> Steph. So Steph, what we're trying to figure out is can we, we figured out that man can't have decretive like an aspect of his will that's decretive, right? We can't decree things. Or maybe you think we can. I don't know. We, can we decree things that will absolutely come to pass? Are we? You mean like, does man have creative power? No. Is it well? Is it creative? Again, we're just talking through this because I've never been asked this question. So this is a really good question: Is does man have aspects to his will? So, like, you know, we talked about like God having decretive, prescriptive, and permissive will, um, or those aspects of his will that I we reject clearly that. see in scripture. Yeah, I know you reject it, but um, that's what I—that's where I'm trying to get. Right. So, you know, so, I guess can man have can man have aspects to his will? What do you think? I don't think, I don't think God or man have aspects to will in the way that you like capitalize the letters and then categorize them. There's like both God. So God has will, right? And then He created man with abilities that are mirroring gods but we don't have the same creative ability uh we can recreate a cell and we can't give it life right like that kind of thing um but i'm not sure i think you get in trouble when you start categorizing them into types of wills well we don't categorize them into types of wills we categorize them as aspects which is a different thing but but so, you know like we, we can clearly yeah. see like in yeah, scripture so that like, god has decreed of will sorry sean you know, you know, the book of Job, I think, might answer you, your question. Yeah, Job, uh, verse, uh, 22, verse 27, 28, thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vow. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. That is one of uh, the only scripture I... I oh, we can't hear you, Sean. Background noise said, like crazy. I, 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 well, we're broken down, so I can't help the trap. <laughs> so can you hear me? Is that better? Uh, maybe. Is that better? That's better. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just read from Job uh, chapter 22, verses 27 to 28. Uh, the Lord is speaking. He says... The Lord, thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vow. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. It's the only place I see where it talks about man decreeing anything, uh, except for, you know, like as a king or a prophet. But the king, uh, the prophet and the priest are anointed of God to, to decree these things. All right. But as far as God's permissive will and perfect will, well, the Bible declares in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, B, 
it talks about God's three wills, good and acceptable and perfect. That's the three wills of God according to scripture. And scripture will always trump theology anytime. Well, it doesn't divide them into three wills, right? It says those are the three descriptors of God's will. It says, but then when we look at the word and, it's a conjunction. All right? So good and accessible and perfect. So when you look at that, there is separation, but it's also conjoining as well. Yeah. So anything God does is good and acceptable and perfect. Like, yeah. But it's clear it says that you may prove that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect. That's that that's something right there. We can't leave that out and think about and when you think about that, uh, something's got to be done by it says um, Romans twelve one two is really written to the 